This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. And a good near Shabbos. I'm Mashi Lipsker. This is 101.9 High FM, and it's Erev Shabbos. Delighted to be with you on this very, very special Erev Shabbos. A time on the calendar, a time connected to the Parsha, and the days are getting longer. We will be lighting our candles at 5.59 or by 5.59 this afternoon, and Shabbos will end 6.53 tomorrow night. But what a Parsha we have. And as always... So magnificent, so beautiful to see how the Parsha connects to the times. The previous Rebbe said that Parsha's Bereshis, the first Parsha, Bereshis is a Freilich It's a happy Parsha. God created the world, even though the end of the Parsha is not so Freilich, because God has decided to destroy the world. The second parsha, Parsha Snoyach, well, it's the flood, he says. It's the marble. But the end of the week, the week ends with something positive, and that is that Avraham Avinu, our patriarch Abraham, was born. He's born at the end of the parsha. But then he says, even though Bracious is the happy Parsha, and the ending is not so pleasant, and Noach is the flood, but the ending is a happy ending. Avraham Avinu is born. He says a truly happy week is Parsha's Lech Lecha this week. He says because every day of the week we live with Avraham Avinu, in keeping with the teaching, one must live with the times. That was a saying of the first Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe. He was once heard to say, Member darf leben mit der Zeit. One must live with the times. And from his brother, Rebbe Hudaleib, the Chassidim found out that to live with the times means to live with the weekly Torah portion. And not only the Torah portion, but with the daily reading, as it is divided into seven. That each and every day, not only to study, but to live with the messages that one finds in that section. And that this week is the truly joyous week, because every day living with the times means we live with Avraham Avinu, who was the first one to have something called Mesirat Nefesh, a kind of dedication which is beyond rationale. And that kind of Mesirat Nefesh he dedicated to his journey of spreading the name of God in the world. He was the first one to spread God's name with Mesirat Nefesh, Masaret Nafsho, he gave himself over to that task. The good news is that that Mesirat Nefesh, that total self-dedication, 
he actually bequeathed to us, to each one of us, as an inheritance. We, the children of Abraham and Sarah, have it in our DNA. We have it running in our veins. It is not unnatural for us to dedicate ourselves with Mesidus Nefesh towards spreading the name of God in the world. And so we find the name of the Parsha very, very uplifting. Vayemer Hashem al-Avram, and God said to Abraham, Lech Lecha, the famous double go. He instructs him, leave your land, leave your birthplace, leave the house of your father, and then go, follow me. I will show you where to go. Go el to the land that I will show you. And we know that this was the beginning of a mission and a journey that Avraham had to undertake. Hasidic teaching explains that this dictate of Lech Lecha, the words of the Torah are eternal, and they speak to each individual separately, personally. And the Zohar explains that the words Lech Lecha Go refers to the descent of the soul into a body. That soul, we say it every morning, to Horahi, it is pure. It is from the highest world of Atsilis. It's even higher. And what does the soul do before it's born? It is so happy because it stands in total Joy, enraptured, cleaving to God, cleaving to holiness, cleaving to godliness. And from that place where it is Tohorahi, as we say in the morning prayers, it begins to descend. Ata vrata, ata yitzarta, ata nefachta bi. All these four levels relate to what Kabbalah teaches are the four worlds. Tehorahi, Atsilus, Bria is Barata, Yitzira is um, Atabrasa, Atoyitzarta, Yitzira, Atonefachtobi, you blew it into me. That's this world, the world of Asiya, action. It's a very, very great descent. The Nisham is so happy up there. But it's told, you must go. Go down from your land, from your birthplace, from the house of your father, to the land that I will show you. The land that I will show you? The soul is about to discover that it needs to enter a physical body in this dark physical, material world, in this very, very corporeal world, a Groberwelt. It's the lowest of all worlds. But of course, as we say in that same prayer, Elokai Nishama, Ve'ata Mishamara Bekirbi, you do guard me, you do look after my Nishama, and yet, from the highest of the high, We come to the lowest of the low, and there must be a good reason, as there is for everything. We'll be right back 
after this. This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. A good nerve Shabbos on Mashi Lipsker, and we're talking Parshas Lech Lecha, the third portion of the Torah, the third portion in the book of Genesis, Breshit. And we're talking about this command that God instructed Abraham to go, to leave his land and his birthplace and his father's home and go to the unknown. Go to the land that I will show you, says Hashem. And the Zohar explains and Hasidus discusses that this is an instruction to the soul, which above is so complete and happy and stands in great cleaving and rapture in front of the heavenly throne and an instruction to descend level by level and eventually to enter a physical body in this physical, material, thick, dark, where godliness is not a parent kind of world. And here there must be a reason There is always a reason, and the reason is, go to the land that I will show you. And it's not only a place, it's not only a land, but Hashem promises, great blessing will come to you there. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You go to a place where you not only discover things that are external, but you discover your real self, your real potential. The truth is that as the neshama is above, it cannot progress on its own. Here it can become something bigger. Up there, we're told it's omed, stationary. Down here, it can become mehalech, Someone who grows, who goes. And that's the word lech lecha. There are aspects of our soul that cannot be revealed except on this journey. And these hidden aspects of great growth for self and for God's world are the mission. That is the mission of the soul. And there's another way. Another way of talking about this. In Hasidic teaching, Lech Lecha go, Abraham was told, and each one of us is told. Go may Aretzacha. The word Eretz is akin to the word Ratzon. Ratzon is a will, a desire. And Hashem says, leave your desires, even your spiritual desires. Leave Moladetacha, your birthplace. Those are your habits. Those are your midos, your midot. Those are the things you're used to doing. Even your spiritual habits and your spiritual midas, your spiritual attributes with which you conduct yourself. And thirdly, leave betavicha, the house of your father. And Hasidic teaching explains that av is chokhmah. Your father is actually a reference to your seichel, the way you think. And if I leave all of this behind, what will happen to me? Will I stop being a human being? I'm leaving what I want to do. I'm leaving what I'm used to doing. And I'm leaving what's rational. And Hashem says, come with me. 
I will take you. Go to the land that I will show you. Go to a new place, a new desire, a new level of habits, a new level of understanding. It's a land which I will show you, which Hashem will show us. It's a desire that the one above once carried out, once completed. It's a desire that will bring him delight. It's the wish, the deep will, that God desired for himself a dwelling place in this world amongst us. And our mission, the Lech Lecha mission, the descent of the soul, and the each one of us being instructed to leave our habits and to leave even our spiritual parameters to perfect ourselves and to perfect a certain place. And it actually happens at the same time. When you go to perfect in the mission of God, you become perfected as well. And what is the mission? To bring the study of Torah and performance of mitzvahs to that place. And it benefits Avraham. It benefits us. As Rashi says, go for your own good. Go for your own pleasure. Go for your own benefit. Ultimately, you will become a changed person. And as we see in the parsha, Avraham will ultimately get a new name. And he will ultimately circumcise himself. Everything about him will begin to change with his one step of go. Don't think you've achieved. Go. And what's fascinating is that the soul descends and it has to descend and it's painful for the soul. It has to go through levels from its very source, from its home in the heavenly spheres and progressively coming lower and lower, losing that total cleaving, that total rapture, gaining more definition, self-awareness and independence and distance, of course, from Hashem at every step, going further and further from his home until eventually the soul reaches the physical plane, and that's the land, Eretz. Go to the land that I will show you. But it's all for a purpose. After all of this descent, now the Lech Lecha is go up. The command reverses from soul, Neshama, go down. Now it's going to go up in the opposite direction, from descent to ascent. Leave your own materialistic, animalistic, bodily desires. And then transcend your assumptions, your limited intellectual perspectives, and the emotions, all from the ego. Examine them. Some of God's creatures are gifted with more intellect than others, with more emotion than others. But all of these are gifts. And there comes a time of transcendence to transcend 
our limited perspectives, our limited intellect, our assumptions, and our limited emotions, for they are based in ego. And then, leave your father's house. What did I acquire in my father's house? What behavioral habits, routines that I got so comfortable with, I'm so used to. Some of them are possibly rooted in a faulty education. Perforce, the environment is less than perfect. Go, says Hashem. You can go. Go beyond. You can be bigger. And then go to the land I will show you. Go to a shul. Go to a Torah class. Go to a place where holiness will actually bring out our inner desires, the desires of our godly soul. Go somewhere which has a holiness. And the godly soul can then dominate and prevail and be given the upper hand, be given the louder voice. And only after we transcend and overcome the limitations of what our body wants. You know, we all have things that stop us, that limit us. You know the saying, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. We can transcend our physical animalistic desires. We can even transcend our spiritual inclinations to reach a really different type of level, a level that's beyond reason, that's beyond me, the place where God will show us, where our neshama, our soul, grows strong and begins to influence us. It not only perceives and comprehends godliness, but it actually sees godliness to the land that I will show you what can be achieved on the journey of the soul in a body in this world is beyond what it can achieve as it stands above. And interestingly, this is not only what God said to Abraham, but he says it to each one of us. You can be bigger than you are, bigger than you know, bigger than you realize. And in fact, the Rebbe teaches us something very beautiful. The Rebbe says there are two types of workers. You have an employee, but then you have an emissary. What's the difference? Well, somebody gets hired. They get hired to do a job. They might even enjoy the job. Hopefully, they wake up in the morning looking forward to the job. It suits their skills, personality. But when you go to work, you go to work with and in what belongs to your employer. You come into the radio station, the machinery is there. Everything's been set up. You work in that. You do your best, but it's a job. The job can be in a house, a factory, a field, a shop, 
a school belonging to a boss, belonging to an employer. So you use the broom in the house and the feather duster there. And you use the machinery that you find at the radio station, in the factory. You use the counter and the till in the shop. You put the uniform on that they give you. You have a time to start. You have a lunchtime. You have an end to the day, and you have a salary at the end. And then there's an emissary, like Lech Lecha, when you go on the mission that is given over to you. He doesn't work in the workplace. He's sent somewhere else. And he may not use the possessions or the machinery or the tools of the Mishaleach, he who sends him. But he does a mission, and he does this mission wherever he is sent to do it. He is sent. And it doesn't have a nine-to-five, and it doesn't necessarily have a specific job description. These two jobs are very, very different. It's different in where you work, with what you work, but there's an essential difference. And the question is, for whom do you work? Essentially, what's the main reason that you're working? An employee, a worker, he basically works for himself. Some sort of personal gain. Either it's the salary, or the salary plus some self-satisfaction. He might love his job. He might love the people he works with, or he might be a people's person. He might be technologically gifted. You know, an architect might just express himself in doing things that will bring pleasure to himself and to his clients. A construction worker might enjoy using his hands in building. I might love gardening. I might love numbers, dealing with figures, maybe cooking and baking, designing, but I'm doing it for someone else. It's not about me. I'm not working for myself, but I am working for myself. I'm at the center of all of this. I like it. I earn from it. I feel satisfaction from it. That's an employee. But a shaliach, an emissary, well, the name tells us a lot. He's working for someone else as the extension of someone else. Somebody sent him. And the halacha says, the shaliach, the emissary of someone, is just like the sender. He's an extension of the sender. He is at one with the sender. It's not about him. But everything in his mind, heart, body, and soul is to carry out to the letter of the law, to the letter of the instructions of his Mishaleach, the one who sent him. So before we continue, we need to think about Avraham before Avraham was told Lech Lecha. What was Avraham doing? Well, Avraham was busy spreading the name of God in the world. 
So what was the difference? Well, before Hashem spoke to Avraham, he also walked amongst the idol worships, idol worshippers who were his contemporaries. And he reasoned with them. He pointed out how illogical this type of life is. He encouraged them to listen to him, to join his monotheistic revival. But his efforts were not as successful as they were later on because he was one speaking. He was just a person speaking from personal conviction at a force of his own reasoning. I mean, he was an intellectual. He was a thinker. Maybe he was being more honest than the idol worshippers around him. He was certainly being morally more virtuous than they were. But he was just someone with a different approach. And at that time, he was like the person working for himself, the employee. But after Hashem spoke to him, Avraham became a shaliach. A shaliach, an emissary, fulfills the work on behalf of the sender. Now Avraham was carrying out the will of the Creator. His entire being became the voice of the sender. He was now the extension of the sender. And that connected him to the infinite Creator of the world. He was just a man. But by becoming the shaliach of the King of Kings, the Creator of the universe, he became elevated exponentially. Before he was just a part of Hashem's world, and now he lech lechad. He became elevated because he took on that calling to become an extension of the Infinite One. We'll be right back after this short break. This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. A good nerve Shabbos candle lighting today is 559. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And we're talking about becoming an emissary of God, about the transition, that the word of God calling to Avraham saying, Lech Lecha, go, transformed Avraham completely from being someone who believed in God and who preached the word of God but was just part of God's world doing his best. God now elevated him by connecting him to God through a mission. And how old was Avram then? I want to do a little shout-out to my friends in our parents' home in Sandringham Gardens. How are you all? Avraham began to be God's emissary at the age of 75 That's when his life really took off. That's when Avraham really changed the world, a change that we continue to enjoy and experience and try to emulate up until this day. So there's a difference between someone who's hired to do a job that hopefully he likes and he gets a salary and someone who's an emissary where every fiber of his being is dedicated. He actually transcends his land or his will, 
even if it's a lofty, refined desire. And his birthplace, his habits, his education, his culture, as it were, that surrounded him in his father's, in, in his, his birthplace, his inborn qualities, and then the house of his father, his own rationale, or the way he was raised. And he goes to the land that God will show him the difference between before and after the command. Well, we've got a beautiful message here about the transition from the month of Tishrei when we had all the festivals to now the month of Cheshvan, where there isn't even one. And all of this can help us to understand the difference between the Jewish nation and us today. But the Jewish nation, as they were when they pilgrimaged up to the Holy Temple and spent that entire month of Tishrei, surrounded by the upliftment, the holiness, their souls absolutely soared. Their souls absorbed godliness. They filled up. They piled up stores of spiritual, um, spiritual things. They experienced the ten miracles daily in the Holy Temple. But it was all laid on. It was all the boss giving it to them. They were like the hired workers. Everything was given to them and they loved it, of course. They were working in Hashem's house, in Hashem's territory. They were in the employer's house, the Holy Temple, in Yerushalayim, where their spirits were nurtured. They were totally exposed to all of this spiritual wealth. And yes, Hashem instructed them to come up, but still, there was so much personal benefit, so much obvious benefit. They enjoyed it. They loved it. They loved every minute. And afterwards, afterwards, they had to go home. And the person who lived the furthest, it took him two weeks to get there. And the two weeks ended on the seventh day of the month of Cheshvan. Here we are today on the 10th. The last travelers would return home by then. But when they left, they stopped being like someone employed, and they each became a shaliach, an emissary. They left the palace. They left Tishrei. And we too, we now go out on a godly mission, each back to our own place where there's a particular mission waiting for us. And nobody else can complete that. Nobody else can complete the world as we, with our soul mission, can. And we go out on this godly mission. And we have to work with the world. We have to go into the weekday. We have to work with our children, with our spouses, with our community, with our friends. We have to work in the workplace. But there to keep the mitzvahs. There to study and to live by the Torah. But it's all in order to illuminate God's world with a godly light and to bring him great delight in doing so. 
We have to go. We have to go from the time and the place where everything was arranged, predictable, as the soul was above, as we were in the month of Tishrei. And we go out not to work for ourselves as employees who are here for their own benefit, their own comfort, and their own rights, the rights of the workers. And not even for our own spiritual high, our spiritual benefits and comforts and what's due us. It's my right. But we now go as an emissary with a different humility, but the ability to achieve heights that are not accessible to us except when we take on this mission and take it on wholeheartedly, that we are going to do what the emissary wants because to represent Hashem, to become an extension of the Mishaleach, we have to stay true to every word of the instruction. We have to achieve what the sender requires, what the sender expects. And that's why in the week of the seventh day of Cheshvan, when the transition is complete, that's when we read the book of Genesis, the third portion, Parshas Lech Lecha. This is where the Shaliach rededicates himself to the mission. And then it seems to us, of course, like a descent. I'm leaving the month of Tishrei, which is so rich and nurturing. And for me, it's so flat. This month has no festivals at all. What a dreary place to land up in. But when we fulfill the will, the Eretz of the Creator, when I do that, I myself am elevated, I'm raised to a totally different level. And so although Avraham Avinu was great till now, he was a great thinker. He was an activist. He was a courageous doer. He so believed in what he was doing to the point of something called total mesiris nefesh. Total self-sacrifice. It's not about me. I'm not looking for any accolades. I'm not looking for any highs, any gratification. I just want to fulfill your will, which is my mission. And we see. Our sages tell us about how he was thrown into a fiery furnace for defying King Nimrod, who was the power at the time. But that was then. And although it was in the service of God, it was limited to his lofty, charismatic self. He had great intellect. He was charismatic. And of course, it was also limited to Abraham's human abilities. And to the best of his ability, he stretched and he related to whatever he could. But he was just a man. And as great as he was, he was still just a human being. But when Hashem turns to him and instructs him, Lech Lecha, go. What is God saying? And what is he saying to us? He's saying, Lech Lecha Me'artzacha, despite your growth and achievement until now, go. Leave everything you've achieved till now 
in your personal desires, no matter how altruistic. But they're limited because you're a person. So you had lofty desires, even leave them behind. Go from your land, from your desires. And then lech lecha mimoladetacha. Leave your birthplace, that's your habits, your inborn nature, no matter how lofty. They are as you are, human, limited. And then go from the fa- your father's house. As Hasidus explains, your father, of is chokhmah, Leave your intellectual suppositions. Lech lecha. You might understand. They might be lofty thoughts. You might have developed your mind, but they're still limited because you're a human being. Go to the land that I will show you, says Hashem. Hashem is saying, rise, grow. Go to the land that I, the unlimited creator, am going to show you. Hashem wants us to grow. Hashem knows our potential. And when we do this, he grants us the power to access potential we never knew. It took time till Avraham saw a result, but he kept at it. It's only with hindsight that we can see how much was achieved by taking those steps, by accepting the mission, by becoming the shaliach. And Hashem was also saying, not only are you going to be successful, but you will grow. You will lech lecha from your limitations. You'll go to an entirely different level. Go to the place where I, Hashem, will show you. Stop being a salaried man with a personal agenda, no matter how lofty, no matter how altruistic it might seem. Go up. Go toward your deepest self. Become a shaliach. Become my emissary in this world. The one who's a soul and a body and therefore empowered to prepare this world to be a dwelling place for me. Go. But don't just go. Go up. After the descent of the soul into this world, this is going up. Because every descent, every challenge... Every difficulty is order is only in order to achieve a higher level. Hashem says, become a shaliach, not a worker, but an emissary. Completely change. Become a new entity. I promise you, you will. You will become transformed because you'll become united with me. And this is then what the seventh of Cheshvan, and the portion of Lech Lecha are all about. We become transformed. We're no longer just united with self and what pleases me. We're no longer just self-serving, but totally united with God in everything we think and everything we do. We become God-serving. What a gift. What an awesome opportunity to see this time as that. And you know, in order to thrive, your soul needs to be nurtured. In order to transcend that complete union that the Parsha speaks about needs to be addressed and looked at. It's an incredible Parsha. 
It's a happy Parsha. Every day of the week, we live with Avraham Avinu, who was the first one to dedicate himself with complete Mesirat Nefesh self-sacrifice to spreading the name of God in the world. And that he bequeathed as an inheritance to each and every one of his children. Akutun Shabbos, Akutun Tomid.